The Accounting Influencers Podcast. Cutting through the crap to bring you the very best interviews, insights and wisdom. From the planet's most influential people in the accounting and fintech world. The Accounting Influencers Podcast. And a big shout out to one of our special podcast partners, Dex.com. They wear receipt bank. They've been through a great rebound. There's a lot of great stuff going on there, Martin, isn't there, at Dex? You know what, Rob? I always speak to accounting firms about having a strong, uh, clearly articulated value proposition really early on in their messaging. You know, as soon as you see that firm, it tells you something. When I go to Dex.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, it says right in front of me, we make accountants and bookkeepers and the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights. Those three alliterative P's there, productive, profitable, and powerful. What a great, clear value proposition. So, as accounting practitioners listening to this, if you're looking to make your firm more productive, profitable, and powerful, not just for you, but for the businesses you advise, go to dext.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, and start a free trial or book a demo. Love that. Dex gives you more time and better data to advise on your clients' businesses. So your accountants get over to Dex.com. Thank you. It's Thursday, which means we look at here's what works for accounting practitioners all over the world. You are serving your clients faced with overwhelming odds of learning all the technology, learning all the skills and upgrades you need to work in today's complex world. And Martin Bissett and I are giving you practical advice that works from the trenches, if you like. And Martin, this week, we are looking at what to do when clients tell you that they have no budget. So where do we start with this one? One of the probably major obstacles, Rob, that has ever come up. And I can't speak for your consulting career, but in mine, it's taken me to 44 countries. And it's taken me to over 800, uh, sorry, 1,800 firms. This is possibly one of the most common ones. We we uh, we spoke to the prospect, Martin, and uh, they wanted to come across, and we did write a proposal, but ultimately cost was an issue, and they said they had no budget for this, and that was enough, Rob, to stop the process of acquiring the client at that point. So we need to look at language here very carefully, um, and our our listeners. I would ask you to really listen in on this point. Any passive listening while you're walking the dog or in the car or walking the dog in the car, I would actually listen to this bit because it's the word that matters. So in many circumstances, when looking to win new clients, a client will say, well, we don't have the budget for it. Now we should pause there immediately because that is a true statement. There was no budget in this year's forecast for changing accountants and spending more accounting services. The figure put in most people's forecast, for those who even have a forecast, is what they paid last year, repeated again, with maybe a rate of inflation increase. So therefore, when they say to you, we have no budget, that's right. That's right. They don't have a budget. Now, unfortunately, when they say we have no budget, you hear, we can't afford it, or we have no money. And the problem is they didn't say either of those things, but that's what you heard. And you heard that due to being uncomfortable in this selling situation, therefore possessing a scarcity mentality, expecting to get beat and getting beat. So this whole thing of what you thought they said and what they actually said are two different things. You thought they said, we've got no money or we can't afford it. They actually said, we've got no budget. So here's the difference. Having no budget is not the same as having no money. Having no money 
would mean that they are literally unable to spend money on accounting services. But of course, they already have an accountant, so they must be able to spend money. What they're saying is, is that there is no money put aside for perhaps the increased fee that you're asking for if they change to you. Now, here's where you need to get serious. Because if you're speaking to a true buyer, if you're speaking to the managing director, the CEO, or anybody with buying capabilities and buying authority, they can move budgets around. They can take money out of other budgets and pay you with it instead. The question is, for them to have to do that, do you represent to them a better return on investment than the money they already had allocated to something else? Or is that other thing over there that they already allocated a better return on investment? Because if you are a better return on investment and it's the buyer you're talking to, that money will get moved and they will find the money to afford you because it's a commercial no-brainer. If you have not demonstrated why you're a greater value to them than their existing accountant or why you're a better investment and spending some money on marketing or a new piece of equipment, then they will simply claim they have no budget and have no desire to take the conversation further. It all rests with you guys. So if you want to know what works, what works is understanding that no budget and no money are not the same things, that buyers can move money in budgets, but that you have got to be a greater ROI and a greater need for them than the other things they were planning to spend money on. And you're not going to be that unless you found out exactly what they're looking for from a professional advisor and have produced a proposal document that makes the commercial case that proves that. And that's what works. So when that comes out of a prospect's mouth, Martin, we don't have the budget for this. Does the accountant come up with a, a series of questions there? What do you mean by budget? How would you guide them in that very conversation? So in terms of the uh, the actual effective language that's employed, yeah, then you, you agree with them. So if I'm going to play both sides of this conversation and the prospect does say to the accountant, and I'm both characters in this scenario, I'm sorry, Martin, we, we don't have the budget for it. You would agree immediately and say, I'm, I'm quite sure you don't have the budget for it. Very few business owners that we've ever worked with had a budget for an increase in accounting spend. That's not generally something that you'd forecast. The purpose of my conversation with you today, Mr. Bissett, is to explain why you should take the money out of another unspent budget and give it to me. That does make sense. And accountants, they do like things in prescriptive terms, don't they? To say, well, what should I do now? What should I say now? This is an overcomable objection, isn't it? It's just a case of rearranging priorities. Absolutely. Think of it from the other side of the table, you know, and somebody came to you with some other proposition. Martin, we want you to buy window blinds. Well, I don't have a budget for window blinds. So why would I buy window blinds? I don't need window blinds. So why would I buy window blinds? Why don't I spend it on desks instead? You know, I've budgeted for desks and the window blinds person would have to say to me, Martin, how often do you get glare through your windows? How often does it shine off the screen and you can't see who you're talking to on the Zoom call? How often do you have a problem with people looking in that you don't want to and distract you from your work? Window blinds solve all these things. And they would have to explain to me why I should buy a window blind rather than a desk. And for accountants, if they're asking for more money than they're currently paying their existing accountants, then why? Why should I? That's the case you have to make. That is what works with handling the We have no budget for that conversation. Enjoy your day. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, what I think people don't understand about Iris is they were ahead of the game for MTD phase one because they were the first software vendor to be listed as approved 
by the HMRC for MTD filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to to see this? It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That stands for making tax digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole Making Tax Digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Right, Martin? That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar.